Hello, welcome to another episode of the Courtside Podcast, an NBA podcast. This episode is brought to you by YouTube channels Highwim Temptation and Captain Barbo, who make content on YouTube weekly. And don't forget to follow the podcast. Welcome back for another episode of the Courtside. And if you were missing out on us on Friday, I do apologize for that. I was traveling Friday, so unfortunately I wasn't able to get a podcast out. And I'll actually be talking about that at the end of today's show probably the first time I haven't talked about the NBA on this podcast in a long time. I know I used to do that for the first couple episodes. However, if you were looking for NBA content for the NBA draft for 2022, you come to the right episode. The NBA draft for this year was last Thursday, and that one had a lot of surprising picks, a lot of movement going around for the future NBA drafts later on within this decade. And as well, I mean, a lot of surprises. I mean, even the number one pick I thought was more or less surprising from Orlando, knowing that they were kind of going directly for Jabari Smith's way with the uh, workouts before the draft. And I mean, just the edits that they were going off, you know, projecting, oh, it could be Jabari, it could be Jabari. But a lot of surprise for those who weren't expecting a kid out of Duke to come off early as number one. Paulo Benanchero out of Duke University ends up being the number one pick in this year's NBA draft by the Orlando Magic and this is probably just because Paulo not only is he a versatile player phenomenal offensively however probably the most NBA ready guy in this NBA draft and I thought you know personally this was going to be more or less the Orlando Magic just getting the best available guy potential wise maybe in a few years be the guy for that franchise I thought Jabari Smith was a lock for Orlando But he ends up actually going third to the Houston Rockets. And I'm not going to go, obviously, through the entire first round. But the main points from this draft, Paulo obviously goes number one to Orlando. Jabari goes at number three. And the Thunder get, you know, Chet Holmgren, more or less, that was expected. Even about two, even a month prior of this NBA draft, I think Chet was a guaranteed number two pick. However, probably the most important aspect of this draft came out of the New York Knicks and as well. The Detroit Pistons. The Pistons actually got themselves Jaden Ivey out of Purdue as a number five pick for them. And then later on, on a three-way trade going back and forth, they end up also getting the Memphis University Center Jalen Duran in a three-way trade that had him drafted by the Hornets originally, then went to New York, and then he is now with Detroit. So right then and there, within 13 picks in this NBA draft, we got the Detroit Pistons getting themselves potentially two starters right there at Cade Cunningham. I mean, that's a huge piece that they're adding on from this NBA draft where you can say that, hey, these guys might be immediately integrated into the offense and Detroit might have probably the best future coming out of this draft. But I do mind you, the New York Knicks in this one, they silently had a good night. They silently had a good NBA draft on Thursday, and it wasn't even from the picks they made to add on to the roster. However, the trades they made for the future of New York. The New York Knicks ended up actually going off with the 11th pick. They actually drafted a French prospect in Ousmane Dang. They quickly sent him to Oklahoma City for three conditional first-round picks. Then after that, Charlotte selected Jalen Durant with a 13th pick, which was a New York Knicks pick, acquired the Memphis Center for one of the conditional picks that they received from the Thunder from the 11th pick that they ended up trading away. After that, Durant was ended up to be traded away to Detroit. And get this, it was a package deal that sent Kemba Walker to Detroit and the New York Knicks having a first-round pick in the year 2025 taken away from the Pistons in this package. So in other words, the Knicks made three trades in the first round and they got back three first-round picks for the future. Two of them being in 2025. 
meaning that the New York Knicks have four opening round selections in also the year 2023 for the NBA draft. So if you're confused as I am from all this, just know for a fact that the New York Knicks will most likely have two first round picks in the next three or so years to come. Which means that the New York Knicks will have, and again, these are going to be protected, so it's most likely a guaranteed top 20 pick. The New York Knicks are going to have probably the best prospects coming out of the NBA draft for the next few years. So that just set them up. Of course, you know, Kemba Walker now leaves that franchise. Started a little bit hotter than people expected, then cooled down to more or less the median of what he's expected in stats. So now the New York Knicks with Julius Randle, and they have, you know, of course, Toppin, Quickly. They're going to keep on finding young guys to move around with R.J. Barrett and the rest of the cast over there in New York. So the Knicks had a really great silent night. And again, you know, there weren't their only ones. There were other players out there that ended up going much higher than I expected. One of them, actually, being Sharp out of Kentucky. The guy, which I mentioned in the last podcast, who hasn't even played a single college game at Kentucky, hasn't played a single collegiate game. Only thing you have on him is that he was a top five prospect coming out of high school. That's it. He ends up getting selected by Portland with the seventh pick. Now, I don't know what this means for the Portland Trailblazers and Damian Lillard's connections with each other. I don't know if this was Damian Lillard who wanted this pick. I don't know if this is just something for the franchise to say that, hey, he could be definitely something we can move around. Or better yet, he could probably be a franchise piece and nobody knows about it. This is probably the biggest risk in this entire draft class to take this kid. Is it going to be a good pick? I don't know. I mean, he looked phenomenal in high school. I mean, the highlights don't lie. But at the same time, you know, it's going to be a whole difference uh, playing high school level. And the next game you play, it's going to be out there in the pros, in the NBA, the best league out there in the world. Probably even the universe until we even figure out if there's more life out there on this universe planet. But I'm telling you right now, Portland, it was a good pick if you really want to think about the future and the potential and everything like that. But with the seventh pick on a franchise that you want to keep afloat, that I don't know if they want to rebuild or not with Damian Lillard still there. I mean, it's more confusing now looking at the Portland Trailblazers than to even think of, you know, what's their direction going into the offseason. Because Sharp, great phenomenal player out of high school. Don't really know what he's going to be like in the NBA because we haven't even seen him on the collegiate level. You have them probably not even keeping a lot of their guys. And if they do, they're going to have to go insane free agency to get some at least B caliber players to make role-playing off the bench more simpler for Damian Lillard to come into games, not playing more than 40 minutes a game. So what are we seeing right now from Portland? A lot more questions than answers. That's probably the only way I can probably put it. So the Portland Trailblazers probably not the biggest losers in this draft, but just a really confusing pick for that one as number seven. I mean, Sharp again could be a phenomenal player. I just don't see it to be reasonable for their current situation over there in Portland. But now that the NBA draft is over and we've seen a lot of trades going back and forth through this one, the summer league is upon us. And yes, the new NBA season is just around the corner starting this July. And I am the most excited of anybody out there for the summer league because there's been a lot of signings of undrafted players and specifically, the Los Angeles Lakers have been getting the work on that. I mean, Scottie Pippen Jr., the kid out of Vanderbilt, who was also, of course, Scottie's kid who won those championships during those 90s Bulls, is going to be a Los Angeles Laker for the time of the Summer League. And Sharif O'Neal, 
the son of Shaquille O'Neal, it's going to be as well in Los Angeles to see a Pippen O'Neal situation, which a lot of people in the 90s would have been losing their minds about. But then again, you know, 2022, this is their kids. This is the summer league. And we get to answer all the questions of, are they going to be like their father? Are they going to be their own individual player? What is their game going to look like? Let alone, are they even a are they even going to get a roster spot? I would love to see Sharif O'Neal get a roster spot, especially through his story of, of course, hard issues going back and forth from UCLA to LSU. And just in general, I mean, the kid's ethic, I think is phenomenal the way that Shaquille O'Neal teaches him going nonstop. is not about the name. It's about what you do on the court. So the Los Angeles Lakers will be a fun team to watch for this year's summer league. And that's all going to be starting in July. I actually have the dates right now for these tournaments uh specifically we're going to be starting things off on july the second and third for the california classic which usually of course has the uh suspects of the lakers the heat kings and the warriors uh after that we'll be going now to salt lake city for the summer league of the grizzlies thunder 76ers and the jazz from the fifth through the seventh of that july and still staying the month of july 7th through the 17th the real nba summer league starts of course in las vegas going all the way around to see who gets a championship for the summer league technically you know it is a championship for the team but then again not a lot of people pay attention to it but us nba fans we love it love it whoever wins the summer league is good enough to be in my nba finals caliber uh championship awards so can't wait to see it i'm dying for another episode coming up soon probably friday's episode will be all over the summer league and the specific games we'll be looking out for that one as they already released the schedule for it but to end off this quick episode and i know it's only been about 10 minutes or whatnot you know off seasons you're not going to have half an hour episodes like we usually do unless there's going to be some insane trades going on which we probably could see within the month of july but i wasn't there for friday's episode i was traveling a lot and i was traveling because it was a birthday I was traveling to my hometown, and it was actually my birthday. It was my birthday. Now, I'm not going to say exactly how old I am or anything like that or how old I turned, but I was giving gifts for my birthday, and these were phenomenal gifts for my friends. I mean, I had uh, my one friend named Danny. He ends up giving me a on-air neon sign light for my wall. It looks phenomenal. I have it put it up right now on some hooks, and it looks fantastic. I got one of those... Funko Pop things. I got one of Larry Bird. I also got some other ones from cool characters. So it was really nice. I, I love the gifts. I even got a couple of, you know, books and whatnot. But I mean, at what age do we usually stop giving gifts out for birthdays, right? Do we keep on going until we're like we're 50 years old giving out gifts, physical gifts? I mean, nowadays I usually just ask for cash if anyone's going to give me anything because you never know what to get people. Like for me personally, you know, a car and a cash would probably enough for someone because, you know, if you give them like a piece of clothing, they're like, oh, great. It's not really my style, but let's not be rude and smile, you know, and then they have to go into a Marshalls or a Ross to return it. So I'm curious on exactly, you know, where do I stand on that? Because I'm still 50 50 on it. However, I'm more curious on how you guys stand on that. So I'm going to leave you with that thought right now. As we end this podcast and do not forget to look out for Friday. We'll probably be talking about the dates and the start of the summer league, which starts later on July 2nd in California. So we'll see you guys on the next one.